0: Yeah, geez, I feel loud. That's right. It's NBA Australia. Here you go. It is January 25, Thursday. That's right. All day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, NFL Australia, all that good stuff. I'm here in... The Codebet Studios, aka the James Clements Excellent in a Podcasting Memorial Studio, I can't even say the thing. How's that, excellent, Gerald? Not very, he says. This is uh, a pretty crazy, weird, fun show. Just because we're going to fly through some games, but we had Chet versus Wemby today. We've got Doc Rivers taking over the Bucks. We'll just run through some Doc stats. That's always fun. And we'll wrap up some games in the NBA Australia game wraps. I got that on the night. 4 Mate, No Mate, spot of the Night, Better than the Lonzo Ball. There's some Yeah Nas, there's the Popular Opinion of the Day. And there's our back takehouse. Well, we're serving up a flame grilled take. There's an Andrew Gaze, Gray Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And uh, we might throw in a great moment in NBA Australia State History. I think I've got one floating around for today. Didn't publish it though, because it's just a bit like, I don't know, didn't need to. <laughs> Also, I ran out of time. Anyway, that'll be it for today because i got to piss off out of here. Jeez, that's a reoccurring theme there, Jim. Are you busy or something, man? Yes. Yes, I am. But the good thing is I didn't have any appointments or anything today. We'll get to that in a second. Without further ado, let's get into it. 1,026. That's the number of the episode. This one? Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Ah, You better, especially if you're Bol Bol, you better watch out for that Shaq attack. Shaq was like, yeah, Bol Bol can basically do fucking everything that Wemby does, man. Just shit. Uh, Shaq came out and was like, Bol Bol's lazy as fuck. (laughs) Bobo lives a fuck, but he can do everything women can do and every little bit better. <laughs> it's like, all right, Jesus Shack, what a Bobo ever fucking do to you? He certainly didn't eat any of your fucking lunches, did he? Anyway, uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at MBSO with the daily. That's a whip around. That's right. I don't have it on this board, Gerald, so I have to do the whip by myself. Oh geez, Jimmy, do a great job. Tell me about it. Doc Rivers is the new coach in Milwaukee. I Here it's our gonkman for the Goodland takes over a team with a thirty and thirteen record. They're now thirty and thir- thirty-one and thirteen after today. Joe Pronti leading them to a big win over Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, sixteen straight winning seasons for Doc. That's pretty good. He's won a hundred. What is it? One thousand ninety-seven regular season games. 111 playoff victories. That's fourth all time. That's a lot of playoff victories. Oh, but geez, Jim, where does it all fall apart? Well, let me tell you a story. Doc Rivers has blown three 3-1 three, leads. He's blown five 3-2 leads. He's blown one 2-0 lead. He's lost game seven at home four times. And he's had his teams eliminated 10 times at home in general, which is just Chaos. He's gone 16-34 and 34 with a chance to close out a series. <laughs> like, he should be known as the turtleneck. Because every time Doc Rivers gets a fucking chance to close out a series, he just fucking turtlenecks. Blah, blah, blah. Just a little bit of poop comes out, Gerald. Just a little bit and then slides back up as he tries to figure it out. But just imagine how much they would have had to pay him to come back to Milwaukee and co- well, come coach uh, up there in Wisconsin after he was getting paid a boatload of money by uh, ESPN and ABC and co, to be like, you know, on their lead fucking commentary team. He's like, yeah, I'm sick of coaching. I'm going to take a year off. And then, boom, halfway through the season, he's got a new gig. As I've said, though, the dude just keeps getting fired into better and better and better circumstances. So fired onto a second in the East team. Not bloody bad. Uh, but John Horst, uh, one of the owners there, well, one of the what does Horst do? John Horst is uh, a Millie Walker. Is the general manager? Um, they've also had some like weird sort of front office things that Horst ended up as the top dude. Uh, but anyway, this is not about player comments. He said this is not about things said or unsaid. Well, it, I feel like it should be a little bit about that. You know, he's either saying good stuff or bad stuff, really, isn't he? And if he's not saying anything at all, and they're fucking firing him, it's like, well, I feel like it's something unsaid. But anyway, this is my job, said Horse. This is the organization's job at the top to evaluate every single single day, all areas of the organisation and feel like whether we're getting or not, getting the most we can out of that group. If we feel like we can maximise the talent of this group better, we made a change. That's why we made it. The dynamics and things that changed after that, I think, created even more of an urgency. These are special opportunities. The talent became even more special. The commitment to the team, even more significant after they traded for Dame, extended Yanis. And uh, I would also say that we believe we have th- that this is a good team right now. And with improvements, we have a chance to be great. He reckons great. Uh, but I mean, this is a team that, what? Was second in defensive efficiency, but dropped what from fourth in defensive efficiency last year to 22nd. That's a big drop off. I don't know what to tell you. It's a lot. So, yeah, defensively, they're fucked. And that's what Horst said. He, defensively, we have a talented group. I think we can be better than what we've been so far. I know we're going to be really good offensively. We've got to figure out how to improve defensively consistently. We've had points throughout the season where we've been very good defensively. We had very points where we've had points where we've really struggled. So trying to find a consistency on that side is part of it. And as I said yesterday, acknowledging that and just moving on, I don't mind it. That's good. Like if you realize that something's fucked and the players are just like, this is bullshit, we hate this guy, move, do it, do something. And did you see them like this today at the start of that Cavs game? That was a happy team. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we fucking hated that guy. He's gone. We're literally dancing for joy. So good job by the Bucks. Uh, looks like they're going to bring in Dave Jaeger as well. A couple of Jaeger bombs, and away they go. Uh, he obviously coached with Doc for a big chunk of time there in Philly as well. Uh, and they're also, look, the Bucks, I love this. It came out today that they're reportedly trying to package up Pat Connaughton and campaign in a trade in an effort to upgrade their roster. Oh, really? You want to trade Pat Connaughton and campaign to upgrade your roster? I've got a shit Mazda 323. I'd fucking love to upgrade that to a Porsche. What do you reckon? Where's my trading? Shit. It's amazing. Uh, but good job by the bucks. It's going to be a slight upgrade, I reckon. Anyway, um, fun gear. That's about it in terms of news, really, for today, because there was not a giant amount sort of going on outside of the games. And the cool thing was we actually got some really fucking fun, weird games. Uh I do like that Grant Hill was just like, uh, yeah, look, Draymond Green, uh, the suspension, all the suspensions probably uh came into the idea that he wasn't part of the, you know, Team USA select group. But as I said on yesterday's show, Grant Hill was probably also like, yeah, to be honest, we didn't want him trying to fucking like, I don't know. Start of fucking World War Three with France in Paris. So, yeah, we decided not to take him, <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, Kyrie Irving missed today's game. He's got a sprained thumb. I sort of mentioned that on yesterday's show. He heard it the other day. Uh, look, hopefully he's all right. But interestingly enough, the Mavs. We'll get to them in a second. They're three and one without Luca so far in January. Three and one without him. They're two and five with Luca. I mean, it's insane. He's taking over 23 field goal attempts per game when he's actually played. 10.7 free throw attempts as well. A averaging 32 points, but he's shooting 45, 32, 71. And uh, Dallas, I don't know. Just something a bit off there. Just saying. Uh, we'll get some other fun stuff later. Let's get into the game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps. That's right, the game wraps. Minnesota beat Washington just, 118-107. Jeez, Jim, that's 11 points. It is. The Wiz were right there. They actually led in the third quarter, but then they didn't score for three minutes, and Minnesota never trailed again. Uh, But, I mean, it was still, they were just sticking around. Washington, literally, they should be the Washington farts in an elevator because they just stink around, stick around, stinking up the joint. Like, down to the last two minutes, it was only a seven-point game. The Wolves then sort of, you know, put them... Put them out of the misery, but geez. 24, 6-6 six and six for Denny Avdija. 17-14 8 for Kuzma. Not in great shooting, though. 17-15 uh, and 15 for Marvey Bags. Hashtag free bags. He's going great. Seven of eight from the f- uh, floor. He went three of eight at the free throw line. What are you doing, Bags? Uh, but good on him. You've got Jordan Poole. He was horrible today, which is amazing. I'll talk about him later. For the Wolves, Ant-Man had 38. Five assists, four turnovers, eleven of twenty-eight shooting, but still not a bad game. Twenty-seven, six and three for Carl Anthony Towns after he's 62. He's embarrassing 62 the other day. 19, 16, and four blocks for Gobert. McDaniels at 13 and 5. Not much else for the Wolves, but enough still to get by Washington, wasn't it? 21 turnovers to seven. That'll do it. Wolves now 31 and 13. Wizards, 7-36. Uh, we had Charlotte lose in Detroit. What? That's right. They lost in Detroit, which is chaos. Absolute chaos. Detroit basketball. 113, 106. The Hornets. Big win for Detroit. Charlotte obviously just traded away their leading scorer. LaMelo couldn't get anything going in this one, though. And that's where they just got sort of tripped up. Bowyoung got fucking super hot for Detroit. Did not miss, and away they went. LaMelo, 17 points, 7 assists. Oh, that's not bad, Jim. Yeah, four turnovers, and he shot six of 21. Six of 21. What what are you doing at that point? One of eight from three, 23 7 and four for Brandon Spindles Miller. He was pretty good. 20 and 10 for Miles Bridges and 21 and 10 for Nick Richards, and they lost. Yeah, there's not much going on in that team. Borjan Bogdanovich had 34 points for the Pistons, 14 and 8 for Duran, 15 for Burks off the bench, 11 and 8 for Beef Stew. And every time I watch the Pistons, and to be honest, fucking stats boy was here in the office with me today. He's like, I reckon you might be the only Australian watching this game right now that isn't a fan of either Charlotte or Detroit. And I'm like, shut up, stats guy. But also, you're probably right. <laughs> like, that's not workplace abuse. It's me just going, oh, yeah, this is a little, a little bit sad. <laughs> Stop making me realize how sad I am. Anyway, um, good win for Detroit. They're now 5-39. and They're edging ever closer to not being the worst team in NBA history. And they shouldn't be because there's – like, enough talent on this team that they aren't. And yet, here we are. Uh, Charlotte, the 10 and 31. It's not going to get any better. I'm just saying. But anyway. Millie it's all gone for the good land. They got a big win over Cleveland uh, with Joe Prunty in charge because, obviously, they shit-canned Andrew and Griffin yesterday. Prunty in charge once more. You love to see it. Wire to wire, though, for the Bucs. They snapped the eight-game Cleveland Cleveland win streak. Cavs got down as 20, matches 21, and uh, this was over. And then they made a big push late, got it down to six with three and a half minutes left. Big 6-1 run by the Bucs, though, sort of put it back out. And they sort of cruised to the win. They looked awesome. Giannis was unstoppable in this game. I watched a bunch of it because I'm like, I just want to see happy, how happy the Bucs are, and they're just like flying around. So 23 for Donnie Mitchell, 10-24 of shooting. Not great. 2 of 11 from 3, 8 assists and 6 turnovers. Yeesh. 21 and 12 and 5 for go-the-fro, Jared Allen. 14 for Maxi Struess. Sam Merrill continues to fucking kick ass and take names. Four and nine from three for his 12 points. Uh, for the Bucs, Yana said 35, 18, and 10. He's going to pop up a couple of times later. Just saying. He shot 16 to 24. 24, 5, and 5 for Middleton. 20 for Dame. Beasley hit three threes. Brook Lopez went 8, 9, and 3. They shot 50% from the uh, floor. Did the Bucks? They did... Also take 28 free throws to 15. So just shown good job by the Buckaroos. They're now 31 and 13, as I mentioned at the top. Cleveland, 26 and 16. Memphis beat Miami 105-96. What? That's right. The Memphis Hustle featuring Jaron Jackson Jr. beat the Miami Heat basically at full strength with new addition Terry Rose not giving us much, which was pretty funny. So... Great job by everybody involved, (laughs) Terry Rozier. Just what are you doing, mate? That is absolutely horrible. Uh, But still, look, they got up 14 by the end of the third. The Heat dragged themselves all the way back into it, down two with two minutes left. Grizz went on a seven-zip run to close it out and fucking put him to the sword. So good job by the Grizzlies. GG Jackson was incredible. 15 points for Butts, 15 points for Bam, but he also had 15 rebounds, six assists, and six blocks. Bam. 15 for Martin. Duncan Robinson, one of five from three. Brutal. Terry Rose had nine points in his debut. 18, six, and three for There Goes My Hero, Tyler Hero. Four turnovers, three assists, though. 17 turnovers as a team. The Heaters not great. Vince Williams had 25. That was awesome. Career high for him. Triple J had 15 points on 5 of 21 shooting. Brutal. He went 1-7 from 3 and he had 5 turnovers and they still won. 11-10 and 10 for Concar. 15 for Scottie Pippen Jr. Love that. GG Jackson was 17 as well. Memphis, 17 and 27 now. Are they better without Jar Morant and also Marco Smart and also Luke Kenner? <laughs> they didn't have nine players, the Grizzlies, and they beat the Heat. Yeesh. Uh, Miami now... 24 and 20, lost four straight. Not great, Bob. Not great. Portland, 137, beat Houston. Ah, oh, Houston in overtime. This was hilarious. Fucking Houston, seriously, this is a bad loss. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant hit a three to force overtime. It's 124, 121. It was just a stupid shot. Like, it was just stupid. He banks it in, off balance is like, what, 1.4 seconds left, no time. He goes bang. Absolutely insane. They rip off a, uh, like the entire ending of this one, and then they just go bang in overtime, 9-2 run, uh, take hold of the game in overtime. But it was like an insane weird back half of this game. Like two and a half minutes left, Portland were on a 6-0 run, got it to 116-114, then gave up a 6-0 run basically (laughs) to go down 120-116 after Shingun got a couple of buckets in there. 90 seconds left. Brogdon hit a shot. Shangguan hit a shot. It's like one twenty two, one eighteen. They're hitting threes left, right, and center. And then it's one twenty four, one twenty one, and Grant nails that stupid buzzer beating banked in three to go to overtime. And Portland smashed them in the overtime. Houston, are horrible. This team is a mess. And you know what? It's exactly as I predicted at the start of the season. They're just so wobbly. Like, they've shown, shown so many good signs. Shangoon's an absolute weapon. But, God damn, they're now 16-8 at home. This is after being just, like, absolutely almost unbeatable there for most of the season. Yeah, it's not great now. 30-10-8 for Shangoon. Jalen Green had 29. Fred Van Vliet with fighting Van Vliet had an six rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steal, and 3 block game, and they lose. 14-4-4 four four for Brooks. They've just got one or two sort of, like, yeah, holes. They're also really young. And I get that it's like, that's why we brought in Fred Van Vliet and Brooks. It's like, yeah, but at the, the expense of Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. Just saying. Uh, Portland Simons goes off for 33. He was fantastic. Brogdon was awesome, 19 as well. DeAndre Ayton put up a big, big game, 18 and 17, with Duop Wreath, a.k.a. the Great Barrier Wreath breathing down his neck. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant had 21 and 9 assists. He was fantastic in this game. Scoot, 11 points on 12 shots. Not as great. Matty T was good, 13 and 4 with three steals. Houston dropped to 20 and 23, 16 and 8 at home. Horrible show. Portland, 13 and 31. Isn't that nice? I guess it is. Phoenix beat the pants off of Dallas. Uh, This is a team that's had Phoenix's number a little bit. Uh, 132, 109. The Suns kicked the crap out of them. No Kyrie, no Dallas maybe. Uh, they led early, though. They're up nine, and then that was basically gone by halftime. It was like a one-point game. Uh, yeah, Grant Williams and KD and Nurk getting into it in the first quarter. A bit of a punch-on, a bit of a brouhaha. Three technicals. I love all that. Grant Williams standing over KD. It's like, fuck off, Grant. How about you hit a shot before you start fucking, you know, trying to show up KD? Seven techs in this game. Luca got another one at halftime. Uh But, yeah, then they got smoked in the second half because it's Alice, isn't it? There's no D in Dallas, um, so they're just Alice. The Alice Mavericks. uh, Outscored 75-51 in the second half. That is uh, not great. Booker outscored them in the third quarter, 22-20. Yeah, 22 points of 46 in the third quarter. Mavs just got ran over. 34-8-9 for Luka. 11-24 shooting, 4-11 of on threes. 17 for Tim Hardaway, the lesser. 11 for Jaden Harder. And then fuck all else. Eight for Greeny, eight for Grant, eight for Lively. Out-rebounded, 33-49. That's how you lose when you go 17-43 from downtown, but also 10-18 of on your free throws. Not ideal. Six for Exum. He came back. Handy to see him, but, you know, coming back from injury, I'd be out there starting him. What are you doing, Jason Kidd? Oh, that's right. Putting his own head up his ass. 46 for Booker. Fantastic. He's going to pop up again in a second. KD at 12 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. 20 for Beal, 15, 5, and 4 for Grace Nullum. 11 for Kade Bates-D up off the bench as well. Pretty good. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. Suns, the Booker, Beal, KD, Triumvirate. That's a seven-game win streak now. And the Suns are just sort of like, uh, I don't know, they shot 60% as a team. That's how bad that Dallas defense is. They're going to go out and get fucking your man, Dorian Finney-Smith back. I reckon that'll fix it. <laughs> 26 and 18 for the Suns. 24 and 20 for Dallas. Uh, Remember, I did have Dallas going under their win total, which was 45. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Just saying. OKC and San Antonio. Chet versus Wemby. This was fun. And then the Spurs got their ass kicked. They got straight killed. 140, 114. This was a contest and then it was not. OKC just sort of like, it was like a slow death for the Spurs. They just sort of slowly went, went to sleep, go 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 to Oh, there you go. They're up 30. You sort of turn around, and you're like, this has been close. Oh, fuck, hang on a second. Okay, so you got on another little bit of a run. Up 30. <laughs> it's chaos. Chet Wemby, look, they were both really, really good. Both teams shot over 50%. Thunder went 18 to 40 from downtown. Uh, but SGA only had to play three quarters. He had 32, 6, and 10. He is fucking incredible. Next level gear. 25, 12, and four with four blocks for Wemby in 28 minutes as well. Would it kill him to play 34 minutes? Pop, I'm just asking. Bloody hell, 21 and seven for Sal. Jeremy Sohan was useless. Two, five, and four and one of seven shooting in 0 three from downtown. The Spurs. Kelden Johnson was shit house. I don't know. This is a team with absolutely very like. You think, oh well, geez, Jim, they're tanking. It's like, yeah, but you look at their pieces and you're like, they're all kind of just young and a bit shit. And you sort of have that realization a couple of times when you're watching him, you're like, oh, there's a little bit there. And you're like, but it's not very good. Uh, OKC, as I mentioned, 32, 6 and 10 for SGA. Chet was 17, 9 and 3, 7 or 13 from the floor, 2 or 4 from downtown. Jalen 13, 5 and 7 for J Dub. We go! Aaron Wiggins at 22 points. He went 4 or 6 from 3 as well. He's been fantastic these last two games. And Giddy Up! 12 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists for the. Uh, Yarraville Yahoo. OKC okay, so moved to thirty and thirteen. Should they fire their coach? <laughs> and the Spurs are eight and thirty-five. And then finally, the Warriors kicked a piece out of the Hawks. This is one of my favorite picks of today. Was that the Warriors? Look, the Hawks are a mess. Everybody on this team is like, "Well, I'm about to be traded." Dejounte Murray at twenty-three, seven and seven, and it's just basically like, is he auditioning? I think he's auditioning for every other team. He shot 7 of 19, 2 of 7 from downtown, 17 and 3 for Bogdan. He, shit, he shot, what, 6 of 11, 4 of 9 from 3? Yeah, 21, 9 and 6 for Jalen Johnson. It's like Jalen Johnson rules. He's fucking fantastic. Big Deke Bay, 18, 7 and 3. Not bad. Paddy Thrills at his high-scoring game of the season. 13 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists and a steal. He was awesome. Quinn Snyder, get your head out your ass and play Patty Thrills. Oh, but look, when we've got Trey Young, we've just got no room for him in the rotation. Really? He's awesome. What are you doing? AJ Griffin's completely fallen out of the fucking rotation there as well. I don't know. The Hawks are a fucking mess. Clint Kapala had 11-11 as well. Um, But the Warriors, yeah, 25 from Steph. Oh, that's nice. 5 of 8 from 3. Clay hit 5 of 10 from 3 for 24 points. But for me, this was come bucket, wasn't it? 11 of 11 for Johnny Kiminga. He has 25 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks. He was bloody fantastic. Dario the homie Sarich had 10-3-3, three and, three, and uh, away they went. 12 points for Draymond off the bench, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. And a very, very nice uh, sort of speech by Steve Kerr at the start of this game for their uh, very, very dearly beloved assistant coach uh, who passed away. So, Good job by Steve Kerr. Good job by the Warriors kicking the piss out of the Hawks. They are now 19-22, and 22, the Warriors. They needed that one. And the Hawks 18-26, and 26 and uh, they're not very good at all. So without further ado, let's do an NBA Australia-approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Giannis's third triple-double in four games, He's one assist off four straight triple doubles was fucking fantastic. Coming against Cleveland, I tip Cleveland, obviously. Um, having won eight on the on eight in a row, you thought they'd sort of make this a really close one. Just never got over the hump Because Giannis was just unstoppable. 35, 18, and 10. You're taking the piss at this point. 16 and 24 from the floor, one one from three, two or three from down, uh, from the free throw line. But how about Devin Booker? As I mentioned, outscored the Mavs by himself, 22-20 in the third quarter, 46 total points, 17 of 23, and 6 of 10 from downtown. Absolute flame shooting out of his ass. It was huge, and you love to see. Great job, Booker. Big win over the Mavs, who just, ugh. Atlanta and the Mavs, what a fucking pair of... It is funny that Trey and Luka got traded for each other, and it's just like, what, what are these teams, Really? Who was Spud of the Night, though? Spud, 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 It is Spud of the Night. Spud of the Night. We had a couple of crackers. Obviously, I mentioned – well, I haven't mentioned it, but Kevin Knox. Talk about just Spud-worthy gear. Oh, of 4. He was horrible. He missed a shot so badly, the Pistons announces like – Uh, I don't have to attribute that miss to anybody because it was that bad, but that was Kevin Knox. That was fucked. When you've got your own announcer going, yeah, Jesus, that's a kick in the dick. That's uh, not great. Zaya Williams went 0 of 8 for the Grizzlies. Uh, We also had 2 of 9 for Naz Reed, 5 of 21 from Triple J, as I mentioned, and they won that game. Uh, But there was also an absolutely brutal showing, Jordan Poole was once again absolutely lost horrible. Poole was so bad. You're just like, what is he throwing this game? And to be honest, he might've been, he was fucked. He went two of 11. Comes a game after going one of seven for those playing along at home. That's three of 18. in his last two games, he had seven points, 3,004 turnovers. Now, the joke last time out was that he had more bad stats, i.e. thousand turnovers, than positive ones. We had four points and one rebound. Today, at least he had 12. So he had seven points because he went two or two at the line uh, and one of four from downtown. So he had seven points, three assists, 12 re- uh, two rebounds. He still had four fucking turnovers and three fouls, though. So he made it a bit of a wash. Two of 11. So he's had nine missed shots. That is absolutely unbelievable. Actually, so there you go. There's his bad stats. He's had nine missed shots, 3,004 turnovers. So, yeah, he's actually topped that. Jordan Poole, absolute ineptitude. But I would also very much like to thank probably an NBA Australia record of a uh, bloke making a debut for their new team. And what did Terry Rozier shoot? (laughs) Got 311. Thank you very much, Terry Rosé. I love that Rosie Rosé is hanging out down there with uh, Rick Ross and co. in Miami. Good job, Terry Rosé. Uh, who was, I believe, we go to Old Mate No Mates now. Old Mate No Mates. 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 Mate, no mate. mate, no mate. Who's got No Mates today? Jeff Van Gundy uh, came out. It's like, yep, yeah, sure, Doc Rivers is going to coach the Bucks but we are not bringing back Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy in any way, shape, or form. You're like, Jesus Christ, what do they do? <laughs> it hasn't changed our stance. It's like, bloody hell, all right, I guess. Uh, I did like Mike Breen also dragging Doc Rivers for taking the job. He's like, uh, we'd like to thank Doc Rivers for his many weeks of service. <laughs> It's pretty funny, but yeah, Jeff Van Gundy's got to be like, "What? A, come on, man, I'm great." Uh, Joe Pronti as well, a bit of old mate, no mates. He's like, "When's it going to be Joe Pronti's chance to shine?" This is the third time he's been a head coach, and then been, uh, <clears throat> you know, well, he's been interim. So he did it with the Bucks after they fired Jason Kidd. He got them through that playoff loss against Boston. He went two and zero in Atlanta last year, filling in after Nate McMillan got shit canned before he was replaced by Quinn Snyder, and now he's got one win under the belt. <laughs> when they beat the Cavs, and boom, it's going to be the next one. Doc Rivers is going to come in. It's like, oh, you fucked, mate. Sorry. Pantsing of the night. (laughs) Bit of an old mate, no mates as well because Luca asked security to eject a Suns fan who was sitting just off uh, the press row, basically, at that game, going, Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill, which is pretty funny, to be honest. And I don't know how you're getting like tossed for that because it's like, eh, I mean, is it personal? Yeah, a little bit, but Jesus. I mean, it's not that bad, is it? I mean, it's basically say, hey, Luca, you fat bastard, what are you doing? <laughs> Which is, I mean, a bit harsh, but also kind of funny. So just saying. Um, yeah, it's a bit old mate, no mates. It's also a little bit pantsing of the night because Luca, what are you doing? Getting a fan kicked out because he's kind of having a crack. Who are you? Russell Westbrook. Uh, the pantsing of the Night as well, Kevin Knox, after uh, what was it the announcer, Eric Collins, was like, oh my goodness, what is this all about? That was Kevin Knox, folks. He probably don't want me to identify, but I got to. Yeesh. Yep. Ah, uh, but really, Pantsing of the Night was Wemby. He bull charged right through Chit, barreling him back under the bucket, and he sort of puts it up and under, puts it up and in. Like, Chet's just like, what just happened? It's like, what are you doing, Chet? It's like a stick insect ver- fucking versus a stick. Like a butterfly knocking over a stick insect. What are we doing here? It's like getting bull rushed by the fucking baby. He's like, I mean, to be honest, the baby might actually weigh more than Wemby or Chet. He's a fucking unit. <laughs> he's 16 months old. He fucking take your head off. Uh, He's built a bit more like Draymond. Um, he's built different. But yes, seriously, Chet. Just Wemby put his shoulder down into Chet and just fucking deleted Chet Holmgren. Have some pride, Chet. Like, <laughs> the battle of the stick, stick insects. Like, you've just got to, like, maybe eat Poku and just go from there. All right. Better than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school He was the best player in college You think gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average He's coming for everybody Coming for everybody, got a couple here So look, I just wanted to, before we get to the two that actually did it uh, Brandon Miller's been really good He was good today He, he and Wemby, the only rookies to have four straight 20 plus point games this season He's been fucking pretty handy And I was reveling in just like, eh, you know, I don't know 2.8 assists, 24.3 points, 6.5 rebounds. in His last four, he's averaging 15.4, 2.3 for the season. Shooting it pretty well. So look, he's just much that he's much better with Lamelo, basically playing with him as well. But the Grizzlies, 25 points for Vince Williams. That's a career high. He was fantastic. But how was Scottie Pippen Jr.? What a weapon! It's only his second game for the Grizzlies. He played what six games with the Lakers last year. He had 15 points, six rebounds, six assists, just like his old man. Five of seven from the floor, one one from three and four of four at the free-throw line. I reckon he'd go in if he had a migraine. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, we don't have a magic tweet button in this one today, so we might have to just leave that for tomorrow as a bit of a uh, concern. We had about 87 of them yesterday. Uh, we might just have to uh, wait until tomorrow as a bit of an Australia Day treat for you. That'd be fun. Um, good stuff. With all that said, let's go do some yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drummond. This is Mitch McCarron. This is Jason Cadet. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or commonly known as were, though And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some NBA Australia. Yeah, nah, it's brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. That's right. You can get a uh, hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Whatever you want. Coffee mug. Stubby holder. That's actually it. So that's whatever you want. Hopefully it's one of those four things because that's what we've got. Go to nbaaustradio.com slash shop. Click through on the socials, whatever you need to. And off you go. Dan D. Dan Drosch. Ah, yeah, nah. The real reason Billups got ejected yesterday was for playing eight and seven more minutes than Reith. Do up More blocks, points, and assists. Plus seven compared to minus nine for eight and deserve to be tossed. Yeah, nah. Yes. I do love... As I mentioned earlier, right, though, Aiton is actually playing a little bit – will play better today just probably because he's got Duop fucking breathing down his neck going, fucking play better, Dickhead, or we'll fucking take your job. Go on, come on, fucking play harder, DeAndre, or i will fucking smash him, man. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not how Duop talks, but I can always dream. Uh, another one. Will Jason Kidd or Jacques Vaughn be one of the two coaches next to be fired? Yeah, nah. I kind of think, yeah, I was sort of tossing this one around. It's like, who are the other coaches who might get shit canned uh, before the end of the season? Like, who is underperforming so badly that they might just go, fuck it, and fire their coach? It's just, there's a couple of big sort of question marks, though, because obviously Detroit are horrible, but Monty Williams is making a fuck ton of money. And the same thing kind of goes for Atlanta. Like, Quinn Snyder's got a big deal. Monty Williams has got a huge deal. They've got a lot of money and heaps of years left on their deal. So, and Chauncey might have just saved his job the last two days because they've just, you know, been right fucking thereabouts. So like they just lose to the Thunder, and then they beat the Rockets. Like, two big, big, big games uh, without Shade and Sharp. I mean, he probably would have been the leader in the clubhouse, but they've now won three of their last five. So... I don't know, it's a bit tough to uh, shit-can, Chauncey, bo- 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 after all that. So I'd probably say Jacques Vaughn just because, like, what is this Nets team doing is a big question, but I feel like they'll probably make trades beforehand. Kid's the one for me where it's like the Mavs have just always looked shit. They've now lost three on the trot. They're just a kind of fucking mess. Like, the Grizzlies aren't going to fire Taylor Jenkins because uh, they've got no players left. The Spurs are definitely not going to fire pop. You've got a Lakers team that's still 22 and 23, but Darvin fine. So it's very much like a case of it feels like the Nets. It feels like maybe Atlanta. Outside of that, I think everyone's sort of cruising. So I don't think we'll get another surprise one, but I think it's probably one of those two underperformers. Uh What else? Have we got, A, are the Warriors going to fucking write this ship? Yeah, nah. I mean, they beat the Hawks today. I'm fascinated by this Warriors team because they're 19 and 22. Not very good at home. Uh, They've had the last two games postponed and you sort of do, like, for very, very sad circumstances. And, like, that could completely dis-, you know, Uh, derail this season. They're on the bottom of the fucking division behind the Lakers, Kings, Phoenix and Clippers. But I don't know, Kaminga was fucking fantastic today. So I don't know. Maybe he's just showing out so he hopes that he gets traded so he can play some more somewhere and Steve Kerr gets his head out of his ass. Uh, but also, Draymond off the bench is still an interesting wrinkle. to know. not uh, know. Unpopular opinion of the day. I don't know if we've got a button for this one either. Do we? Do we? Where is it? Uh, no one knows anymore any of the buttons, are, Jim. The buttons of all... Look at, me, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 I don't mind the... Wow, there's a hear the emergency vehicles out there. Uh, I actually don't mind the Doc Rivers hiring. Like, I'm about to shit on him in a second, but we sort of broke down the uh, idea of the hiring. I just sort of think that, as I've said, right, I think it's a good move to go, fuck it. This guy is obviously not performing. They're not responding. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's move on, and away we go. And that's kind of where we've landed. So it's not a bad call just to go, fuck it. And sort of move on, because yeah, I mean, just trying to do the same fucking thing time and time again is not going to work. I reckon. So, anyway, what about outback takeouts? It's Thursday at outback, and you know what that means oh yeah, two for one blooming onions. No prick knows what the fuck these things are in Australia. Seriously, ask any Australian. Hey, what's a blooming onion? Every Australian will be looking at you, going, "What the fuck are you talking about, dickhead?" I'm going to fucking punch you in the head for just saying those words together. But the thing is that some sort of deep-fried onion made it look like a flower, and it's two for one, only at Outback. And today's Flame Grilled take is... Doc Rivers will get the bucks pointed in the right direction. They'll end up with a two seed. And then they'll blow a 3-1 lead in the second round to Philly. That's right, Philly's revenge over Doc, only at Outback. That would be the funniest fucking thing in the world, wouldn't it, if Philly... The team with Doc that could never get out of the second round made it to the conference finals by beating Doc when he had finally some expectations and a better team behind him. David Brownson sent in a good one. How's this? Happy New Year and all this. Might be the conspiracy theorist in me, but what about this one? Thank you, David. This is a good one. A random team drafts Bronny way higher than warranted, thinking that LeBron will follow him no matter where he goes. Bingo. What an ingenious business decision by an organization that ex- executes that. I mean, LeBron definitely ain't exercising his player option until he at least knows what's happening with Bronny. LeBron might want to stay at the Lakers, but his desire to play with Bronny will be way stronger than he, given that he's older than T. Cheers, mate. Good luck with this surgery, Dave. Thanks, Dave. I love that because you've got to look at the fun, weird, dumb teams that'll be there or thereabouts in the lottery. It would be the funniest fucking thing in the world if someone like Charlotte went, you know who we're taking with pick number four? Bronny James. (laughs) Your move, LeBron. Come play in the East again, man. Charlotte's lovely at this time of year. It's like, no, it's not. But that would be the most Charlotte, like Mitch Kupchak going, I reckon I've got a plan. His entire plan is drafting Bronny and just hoping that LeBron comes to play with him. (laughs) San Antonio as well. Like if they like get knocked down to five or something, it's like, fuck it. LeBron come play with Wemby for a year or two. That'd be fun. But yeah. Charlotte would be the funniest. Like if Detroit just went, well, we're going to roll the dice. <laughs> I love that one. Good one, Dave. Uh, all right. Cause I don't know where any of the buttons are on this fucking board. This is the problem. Cause I'm, uh, you know, in and out of the office and I'm usually taping still in the, uh, thing. We've got the sort of funky board, but we had some good, uh, Australian player watch gear today because we had a couple of the Aussies in action. Uh, so let's do it. We had Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills in that game, the final game of today. He was really bloody good. As I mentioned, 13 points, a season high, three assists, two rebounds, five of them from the floor, three of six from three. Bloody good, Paddy. One steal. Crushed it. That's our man. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills. Rock them, sock them, block em, land out. And that loss to Portland, 13 minutes, 2-2 two or two from the floor, 2-3 or three from the free throw line. He ended up with six points, three rebounds, two assists. He was a plus eight in a game where they end up fucking losing by six. Play the man, E-May, you doker. What are you doing? Josh Greeny Green had eight points as well. He went three of eight from the floor, two of six from three, four rebounds, three assists, and a turnover in his starting role. And Dante came in off the bench, played 19 minutes for the Mavs, Six points, two rebounds, two assists, two or four from the floor, and one or one from downtown. Aussie Matty T. I mentioned him earlier. He played awesome. Twenty-two minutes against Houston, against his mate Rockham sock and blockham Jockham Lander. Thirteen points, four rebounds, one assist, and three steals. Aussie Matty T. Absolutely bloody crushing it. I just love it when he goes off because it's always so unexpected. Five or seven from the floor, three or four from downtown. Matty T. That is just going bang. And that is his equal. Ah, oh, no, second highest scoring game of the season. He's had a fourteen point game. And he scored thirteen. This is his fourth time scoring thirteen. Just loves it. Uh, and obviously the Great Barrier wreath himself. Do up, do up, ba ba do up. Twelve minutes, nine points. That's pretty bloody good. Four of seven from the floor. One of two from downtown as well. Two rebounds, two assists. Yes, mate. Yes, that's good. All right, what about an Andrew Gay's Gray Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence? Annual... Andrew Gay's Gray Mumba All right, let's do it. A uh, really quick one because it was Giannis. So I gave Booker the NBA Australia player of the day, the approved performer of the night. Tell you what, Giannis was pretty bloody good though with that triple-double. As I mentioned, it's his third in his last four games. He missed out on four straight by a single assist against Detroit. <laughs> it's a kick in the dick, isn't it? Uh, but God, he was good in that game. Did a little bit of everything against Cleveland. Always felt like he was going downhill. Ends up with 35, 18, and 10, 16 of 24 from the floor, 1 of 1 from 3, 2 of 3 at the free throw line. Incredibly enough, for someone to go for 35 plus points, 15 plus rebounds, 10 plus assists, 2 plus blocks, and 100% from 3 in a game, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the first bloke to ever do that. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. So, great job by you, our man. Hey, honest. Unto the Kumpo. All right. What about, have we got a bit of a Patty Mills Game Day, Buller Game Day Twitter check in? I think we do. I don't know where that button is, though, either, because I'm lost on this board. Got to set it up properly. It's my own dumb fault. Like, there's no one else I can blame, apart from me, stupid Jim. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, but we'll just go with the uh, intro, fascinator. Let's do that one. All right. Patty Mills Game Day, Bullet Game Day Twitter check-in for today. He uh what has Patty been up to on the old socials? Oh, we've got a Jock Lando on. Oh, that's a nice photo from the Houston Rockets. I don't know about his like Jock Lando. I get that he's tall. I just feel like his pants and shoes combo, it's just can someone have a word? Just just have a word. Anyway, there's a really good sort of little uh, video of him getting in amongst it as well against uh, Portland today. So just flexing, having a good time. So great job. Bye. The Rooster. <laughs> All right. Game previews. Let's do that. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How'd you go on the picks today? Yeah, shit. We sucked on the picks today. I think so. Out of the what? The eight games, we got one... Two, three. Right. Jesus. Did I really pick San Antonio yesterday? (laughs) That doesn't sound right. What the fuck, mate? Nobody go check that. Did I chuck those in the spreadsheet? I don't think he did. Had them written down anyway in today's run sheet. Jesus, cook that one. I'll tell you what. Ah, mate. Anyway, um, well, a day after going, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six... We went 6 of 8 on Tuesday. Yesterday, we went 1 of 5, and then today, what's that? 3 of 8. Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, but today, well, tomorrow, we've got some cracking games. Boston-Miami is the headliner tomorrow, but uh, Chicago-Lakers is also a good one. Uh, you got Philly versus Indy first up, which is a pretty interesting game. Can Indy, you know, really bring that fucking ram it down your throat, fast-paced kind of gear? Can they actually have a crack at Philly? At home, I don't mind them, but the line's probably not big enough. I'm going to go Philly minus four and a half. I think the uh, advantage of them B sort of gives you – like he might be a little bit gassed from you know dropping the 70 the other day. Maybe this is the four back. I just can't trust Indy right now at the moment. You know, new moving parts in Siakam, Halliburton sort of in and out with that injury. I'm going to go Philly minus four and a half. Utah go to Washington. The Wizards lost today against the uh, Wolves. I think Utah need a really big bounce-back win. I think they get it. Minus seven and a half on the road for Utah. Bit of a funky one just because, look, the Yaz, it's not a – they've lost three on the trot, have Utah. They lost in New Orleans. They got their ass kicked. They lost in Houston. Uh, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson uh, missed that game winner, and they lost to the Thunder. They also had that game against the Warriors postponed. So after a six-game win streak, they – have lost three on the trot and uh, have, missed, have that other one postponed. So I think they can do this, and it's against Washington, so there's not going to be too much defense. I think they can outscore them. So let's go to the Yaz. Boston, Miami. I've got to go the Boston Celtics minus seven and a half. I wanted to take the heat, but the way the heat looked today, I think it will take them a little bit of time to sort of uh, get Terry Rozier into uh, you know into gear with that team. They might not play him tomorrow on a back-to-back But against his old team, I'd fucking throw Terry out there in a heartbeat and just go, get him, Terry. And he's like, blah, I fucking hate playing. I love playing Boston because I fucking hate them so much. Fuck. And off he goes. But I think the Celtics, rip-roaring, ready to go. They also love beating up on, uh, you know, bad-ish, wobbly teams in Miami. This is a bit of a revenge spot for Boston having, you know, lost last year in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So give me the Celtics minus seven and a half. Denver, go to the Knickerbockers of New York City. Joker up against the Knicks. This should be a really good game. Denver have been pretty good. The two and a half point line doesn't really scare me too much. I'm going to go Denver minus two and a half against the Knicks. The sheer size of Denver, you've got, what, on the other side, you've got Randall, OG, Isaiah Hartenstein still getting over his Achilles. I think Denver's size will be a little bit too good. Jamal versus Jalen Brunson should be an absolute banner showdown, though. So I like Denver a little bit on the road in New York at MSG. Joker to show up and show out. Minnesota minus four and a half at Brooklyn. The Nets, look, I keep dumping on the Brooklyn Nets because I think they're a bit shit. So we're going to go the Wolves minus four and a half, even on a back-to-back. You would usually be a little bit worried about that. The road back-to-back after they just snuck past Washington. Can Brooklyn take him out behind the wool shed and fucking two in the back? Nah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Minnesota. So I'm going to take the Wolves minus four and a half. Hang on a second. Am I taking all the road favorites? That seems wrong. (laughs) Shit. It's not great because I'm taking Sacramento in Golden. Wait, fuck. I'm taking all the road teams tomorrow. Sacramento minus one and a half at Golden State. The Warriors were very, very good today. I think the Kings go in there. I mean, having played them in the... uh, Playoffs last year, Sacramento know the Warriors very, 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 very well. They'll really want to, like, just sort of get a bit of a statement win to get their shit back on track. Uh, Can they do it? I think so. Give me the Kings, minus one and a half. They've been so inconsistent lately, though. I'm a little bit worried about that pick. Then Chicago, plus five and a half at LA. I think I love DeMar DeRozan coming in to uh, show the Lakers just how good he is. Levine might be out there trying to showcase his talents as well. I love the Bulls, plus five and a half against the Lakers. Vooch, you've got a bit of size in the middle. You've got Patch Williams. You've got Kobe. Kobe White having a crack. Let's go Bulls plus five and a half. Even if the Lakers win this one, it'll be a close one, I reckon. So Bulls plus five and a half. Jesus, that's every road team tomorrow that I've picked. That's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Which ones are the most unlikely then, Jim? Uh, Miami could put up a very good fight against Boston. We know that. The Knicks perhaps against Denver, but I still really like Denver. Maybe Brooklyn just sort of show up out of nowhere and their threes start dropping against Minnesota. And uh, Nick Claxton's, you know, out there going hammer and tongs against Rudy de Gobert, this, what they were, and they spread out. Carl Anthony Towns using Cam Johnson. And four and a half is a pretty big line. Maybe I change that one. Minnesota, the best team in the West on a back to back in Brooklyn. They struggled to sort of put away Washington today. Let's go Brooklyn plus four and a half. All right. Are you happy now, Jim? Yes, a little bit happier, I guess. Chicago plus five and I'm against the Lakers. I like that. Kings, Kings Warriors could always be a bit wobbly just because the Warriors know how to beat the Kings. We've seen them do it. But I don't know, Kings, not on a back-to-back Warriors are. Let's go Sacramento. All right, and that's it for today. Good times, good memories, happy days. I hope you had a good one. Uh, and that's it. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. Even though it's Australia Day and a day off for most people, I don't get a day off. Your mate Jim's out here got to set up the weekend for you. That's right. So make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG, roll over the socials, get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. That's a good one this week. Setting up the AFC and NFC title games. Uh, the Cricket Today podcast. They did a great job with uh, Dan Churney from Code Sports. Uh, popping on today to talk up the test between the Windies and the Aussies. That's fun. And the Football Today podcast. They were in here just before me talking all things soccer. So go subscribe to all of those and have a listen. Good times. Uh, Check us a rating review on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. It does really help out heaps. So please go rate and review it all, would you? And also, big thanks. Go to... Oh, no. nbaaustradio.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Click through on the socials, the cool merch links and shit. Buy a hoodie. Buy a T-shirt. Off you go. Big thanks. Go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats, Joshua De La Renta's Fascinator, Goldmines Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sex Should I, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. So smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Train Band, So should you. And we'll close out today's show by just, I don't know, getting the fuck out of here because we're done. And we've got no skits and it's already late. So we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Even though it's a public holiday, we'll still have a show. That'll be fun. Especially considering I'm going to have to take a couple of days off next week with this surgery on my scone. Uh, but we will catch Namaari Dickheads as the NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And little us in now.